0: Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nolajake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Wednesday, Willie Green, officially, like as official as you can get. They had the press conference yesterday to let him speak to the media, answer some questions. I've got a whole page of notes here on it, and we're going to break it all down. We'll have some key takeaways from this. I've got some updates on the coaching staff for you all as well. We'll get into that in the second segment of today's show. Then, of course, the draft is, you know, tomorrow. Let's take a look at some of the things the Pelicans might do with the 17th overall pick, particularly trading it away. Who might they be targeting Right now, with that 17th overall pick, because it's been reported by Andrew Lopez of ESPN, that it doesn't seem like the Pelicans are necessarily done. So we'll look at trades today, then tomorrow, prospects, draft time expectations all of that stuff so let's dive into it all in today's edition of locked on pelicans but don't forget tomorrow we also have the live show nba draft guru chad ford locked on nba draft host rafael barlow and locked on nba host today on the locked on nba show with me john corrales is going to be live in studio covering it i tweeted out a picture of the studio it looks Awesome. So if you want like a companion show, a second screen show, it's the Locked On NBA Draft 2021 show brought to you by Built Bar. You're going to get local expert analysis on each pick. So follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage starting tomorrow. 6 p.m. Central. It's going to be a lot of fun, um, and I can't wait. This is going to be one of like the biggest things we've ever done on the Locked On Network, so make sure you follow along. 6 p.m. tomorrow on the Locked On NBA YouTube page. And also, by the way, thank you to all the people who've been watching on YouTube, whether you're a new listener or you've been with me from the beginning, whether you're just tuning into the podcast or you've been with me for five-plus years now. I appreciate it all. It's been a very fun past month or so, which would normally be a very dead period of time for New Orleans. But and normally I'm burnt out by now, but I'm not partially because of all of the great feedback I've gotten in response to everything. So I attribute all of that to you. So thank you all very much for listening and making me part of your day. If you listen five days a week, that's awesome. If you listen one day a week. Try listening too. We're covering everything here. Double it up a little bit. It's only about 20 minutes for your morning commute, your time at the gym or your commute home whenever you've got a couple of minutes. We're here, Locked on Pelicans, only show Monday through Friday, breaking it all down for you. And today we're breaking down Willie Green and the press conference he had yesterday as the Pelicans unveiled him as the newest head coach for your New Orleans Pelicans and more importantly, Zion Williamson. And hopefully, finally, they get this right. This is the third head coach under David Griffin. He wanted to keep Alvin Gentry, partially because of ownership. There's a little bit of truth to that. But also because he liked Alvin Gentry, thought it could be a good fit. That relationship went south pretty early on in that. He hired Stan Van Gundy. That relationship didn't work out and soured pretty soon after that too. Partially because both those guys didn't want input from the front office on rotations, players, things like that. And so they looked for a better fit. And this was something that was brought up a number of times in Willie Green's introductory press conference, whether it was planned, whether it was kind of organically brought up, they all talked about fit. And in fact, Willie Green asked David Griffin in one of their early meetings on Zoom, what happened? Why? You know, you've just fired two head coaches. I mean, I would potentially be your third head coach. He doesn't want to be a one and done guy. What You know, what, what happened here? And they kind of really talked about fit and what David Griffin, while he thinks those guys are great coaches, they are, wasn't the right fit with what they're doing and how they operate here in New Orleans. And so when we questioned, like, how did Stan Van Gundy get hired in the first place, right? You know, and are they going to make sure they cover their bases here and make sure Willie Green is, you know, on the same page as David Griffin? It sounds like those were some of the earliest conversations that they had about this job and about potentially making Willie Green the next head coach of the Pelicans. So if those were your concerns of, oh no, we're just going to repeat this for a third time, I, I don't think that that is going to be the case. And that makes me feel a little bit better about this coaching search and this process. And in fact, you know, we've talked about how it's hard to judge these hires, right? Because people you talk to, and I've talked to a number of people around the league about Willie Green. They're only going to say good things about the dude, right? They're the, his colleague or they're his friend. They're not going to say bad things. Well, no one has a bad thing to say. And David Griffin talked about how in a lot of their early outreach, wanting to talk to coaches that they spoke to last year, rival executives, and more importantly, players around the league that Griff has relationships with, were reaching out to him and saying, you need to talk to Willie Green. Other players being like, you know, I know you, Griff, we're friends. You should really consider hiring Willie Green because I played under him or I played with him. Um, That says a lot. Having that kind of sterling reputation around the league is a very good thing. Even if no one's going to say a bad thing, you know, you want as many people saying as good things as possible about him. And that really does seem to be the case. And so I'm, I'm happy about that. And it makes me also feel the fit could be really well. And also that initial conversation, per my notes here, was not just with David Griffin, but it was with Swing Cash, Trajan Langdon, and Gail Benson as well. So everyone seemed to kind of speak to this guy and everyone kind of seemed to be on the same page that this was the way to go, that Willie Green would be a good fit. And he said, you know, a, a lot of the right things. And clearly, uh, Willie Green did, won that press conference. He talked about being traded to New Orleans in Chris Paul's final year here and said it's one of the best basketball things that ever happened to him, that he really enjoyed the city and said it was the people, the culture, the food, everything about it just kind of fit. He started to build his family here, even if he was only here for one season. And really, if you told me he was here for like three or four, I'd believe you. Feels like it was way longer than one. You know, to say all of those things, I like. And when he talked about what a Willie Green team is going to look like, you know, he talked about it trying to, and every coach says this. So there, there's some platitudes in this. He talked about how, you know, he wants it to be representative of the city. And that was kind of, you know, again, they all kind of say this sort of thing. And they always say the same thing. Every city works really hard. If you ask the NBA coach or your NFL coach in that city, so hard work. But you have a lot of fun doing it. And that does sum up, to a degree, New Orleans, I think. And a way a lot of people think about the city. So they want to have fun out there on the court... You know I'm a big believer of like feel good, play good kind of thing, and hopefully that really starts to get into it. So next segment, let's talk kind of about his coaching philosophy, some of the other takeaways from the press conference here, as well as give you updates on what the assistant coaching staff might look like because I know that's something that a lot of people have been asking about as well. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Do you know Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something from ever for everyone, including limited edition special flavors. I still have some of the. Puff Bars. I have one or two of the Grasshopper Cookie, basically the Thin Mint flavor bar left. They're all delicious. They also have ones like Coconut, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, German Chocolate Cake. The Mint Brownie's really, really good. And if you haven't tried them all, you can get a mixed box where you're going to get two of each of the nine different flavors. And not only do they taste the best and are the best tasting protein bar out there, they're healthy too. 17 to, 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams sugar only four to five grams net carbs they're all amazing they're all healthy for you plus it's the official protein bar of the u.s track and field team so go to built.com use promo code locked on or locked 15 and you're going to get 15 percent off your next order that is promo code locked 15 over at uh, built.com all right continuing to talk about willie green and the press conference and the takeaways that we have from that We heard all the platitudes, you know, the nice things. The fit is there. They really kind of hammered that point home. It's going to be representative of the city of New Orleans. Hard work, but have fun doing that. Cool. That's great. But what, you know, what's Willie Green's coaching style? How is he going to try and approach this team? And he said something that I thought was interesting and and I kind of dug it. And this is kind of what I thought about. I wanted the Pelicans to go about into this process with. And he basically said, you know he doesn't care about X's and O's, and the best coaches aren't only about X's and O's. Yeah, that stuff matters to a degree, but we said the the new coach coming in needed to to be able to to vibe right to reach Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson and the rest of this roster in a way that Stan Van Gundy was not able to do. Was so Stan Van Gundy trying to talk at them a lot? That clearly didn't work with this young group of players. But Willie Green said the best coaches are not about X's and O's; they're the best at connecting. And caring about people and wanting them to be their best. And he said the best way to get the most out of people is to let them know you care about them. Okay, that kind of fits what I was looking for and what I want the Pel- what I wanted the Pelicans to do. Can you reach these guys? And if you do it coming from a place of respect, you know, Willie Green said he's going to coach with love, you know, which which I kind of get and what they're trying to do. You know, I, I think that's the right approach Brandon Ingram hated the approach that Stan Van Gundy took and you're coming in now with Willie Green who's going to take like the exact opposite I don't think you'll ever see Willie Green really throw these players under the bus he talked about accountability he's going to coach with love but there's going to be accountability I don't think it's gonna be like throwing these dudes under the bus to the media like Stan Van Gundy even though Stan Van Gundy wasn't wrong wasn't wrong in what he said, but when he threw players under the bus in a post-game interview, players pro- it probably didn't work, right? Like, that, they're not going to like that. Doesn't mean he was wrong. <laughs> he was very much right. But it's not going to vibe with them, I think. And you've got to get someone that can reach them. And again, that is the overwhelming key that I think made Willie Green the higher. And David Griffin talked about it, too. One of It was Trajan Langdon speaking about it after telling a story how he met Willie Green for the first time 15 years ago in Germany during an exhibition basketball game. You know, one of the the, the main word that they kept coming back to was presence. Willie Green has a presence about him and you could really feel it in, in the press conference. He's not the most well-spoken person, not as eloquent as, say like Money Williams is, but he's got a, a, a very strong degree of authenticity about him. You can kind of feel like this is a dude that you would like and you would you would listen to. And the approach that he would take is not with kids gloves, but it is, I guess, caring. like he that came off to me in the press conference. And you've heard me for the past like three months call BS on when I think there's BS up there from David Griffin or others talking to us. Right. I did not get that feeling when it came from Willie Green. And trust me, if I did, I, I would say it. Um, So I I liked that press conference. You can kind of see the approach he takes. There's a measuredness to it. And he's really thinking about probably how he's got to work with these players. And he said he's reaching out to them. Through text messages, trying to kind of start building that relationship. It's been a little bit difficult because they were in the NBA finals that literally like, really just ended. Um, but they really wanted to start kind of building those relationships. Other things he did mention was he is going to coach some of the summer league games, probably the first game or two, to kind of get people to see kind of his style, to install some of the offense and defensive principles that he want to, wants to bring in, even though he did not say anything specifically with that. And then on Zion Williamson, he called him a special talent. He's quick, fast, has speed, and he can play make. You're going to see a whole lot of points Zion next year, I think. I think that is definitely going to be a very, very big thing that he sees. Um, David Griffin also, you know, and he also referred to this team as a sleeping giant. If you heard me on WWL radio yesterday, I gave kind of an overview of how they could be a sleeping giant. You have cap space and you've cornerstone players in Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, plus growth from Nikhil Alexander Walker and Jackson Hayes. That is a really good first step. And if you nailed this in free agency, you might not pull a Suns and get into the finals, but you can be very, very competitive next season. And Willie Green had said the situation reminds him of Phoenix. You know, people like being here. There's a closeness to it. They have high character guys. All of that kind of breeds a healthy organization in his mind. Now, finally, for what a lot of people have been waiting on, the assistant coaching staff. So looking around that room, you saw Fred Vinson there. You saw Teresa Witherspoon there. You saw Corey Brewer there. You saw uh, Darnell Lazare there and Casey Hill. So we're all on Stan Van Gundy staff and people that have been involved in the organization. And look, those are David Griffin hires or predate David Griffin in the case of Fred Vinson. But those are people that looks like they're going to carry over from last year to this year, meaning it's a little bit limited on adding more assistant coaches to this staff. This is just going to be part of the, you know, part and parcel of becoming the next Pelicans head coach. You're going to have to take some cues from David Griffin and the assistant coaches were going to be one of them. Willie Green did say he's having talks about how to fill out the rest of the bench. There was no word if he's going to hire, say, a Sam Mitchell as a lead assistant or if they're going to elevate one of the coaches they have. Fred Vinson interviewed for the job. If you were going to interview him for that job, unless he bombed it and that's not what the reporting on it was, maybe that's going to be your lead assistant. If you want to keep him here, you probably need to elevate him a little bit. Maybe that's the way you go about kind of making him happy. He's not a head coach yet, but he's kind of next in line and maybe he's working his way towards being a head coach in the NBA. So that's kind of the assistant coach Updates, they're still filling it out. It'll probably be one, two, maybe maybe three if they want to kind of get expensive with it. We'll see if they bring in kind of a big-name assistant head coach. But oftentimes, for a first-time head coach, you see a lead assistant be someone with former head coaching experience there's a couple of them out there right now Lionel Hollins just left the Lakers too Um, so there could be a number of different names out there that they look to bring in we'll see what ends up happening with that but Willie Green's here that's kind of the big thing Teresa Witherspoon sounds like she'll be the person coaching a lot of summer league too as well as potentially Fred Vincent but I think it's going to be teaspoon the most you know look he won the press conference I was impressed with that one not that they were going to do poorly in this but there wasn't The same amount of BS, right? Like salesman approach ship on all of this. This one is pretty authentic. I like what I heard from Willie Green. And I'm very optimistic, particularly with his approach to players coaching with love. I kind of like that, right? I think that's something that can reach these guys, really help them take their games to the next level and hopefully get the Pelicans back into the playoffs. That's more than anything else what we want to see. So whatever works is, I think, the direction that we'll be very, very happy with. So coming up next, Pelicans, 17th pick now. They can keep it or is it going to be on the move? We'll talk about that coming up here next. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by rockauto.com. So many different types of cars out there. Chain stores can't keep all the parts in stock for your car. Something breaks, you try and fix it that day because your car needs to be running, right? They're not going to have it in stock. They're going to have to ship it to you. It's going to take days. You're going to have to pay whatever price they have. And you're also only going to be stuck with one type of part. You need brake pads, something like that. If they don't have them in stock there, they'll get them to you. But they're going to have one kind and that's it. Are they good to they bad? Not really sure. You don't want to kind of play that game. You want to save money and make it really, really easy to repair your car. And that's where rockauto.com comes in. You can save time and money when using rockauto.com. And look, I fix up my cars myself. I'm working on an old one, kind of restoring it. I want good parts for these things. I want to make sure I get the right parts for these things so I'm not spending more time out in the heat repairing the cars. Never had an issue with Rock Auto at all. The part fits every single time. That is a really, really important thing. Plus, the prices are the best. You don't want to choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. Told you the story about the air conditioning compressor because it is damn hot here in New Orleans. Way significantly cheaper than anywhere else, almost three hundred dollars cheaper. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. That's the important thing. They have everything you could need: brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, coolant. Even if you need new carpet for your car because you've spilled on it too many times, you can give that a refresh, and they've got those parts over at RockAuto.com. So go explore their really, really easy to use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us? Box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all right so we just talked about willie green all of the the winning of the press conference there but it's the draft tomorrow and while willie green's going to have some of a hand in that it's not really this is kind of david griffin right and so this is them really trying to make remake the roster and make a lot of moves out there. So they traded down from 10 to 17 and clearing all that potential cap space with the Memphis Grizzlies. But it doesn't sound like they're content just to pick a dude at 17. I think they traded down because they were very comfortable with the guys that are going to be in that range. I think they feel there's similar value at 10 and 17. So you may as well trade down dump those contracts, and save a little bit of money on the rookie scale, too. It saves them about $1.3 million by going from 10 to 17, and you still might be able to get a guy like Corey Kispert at 17. But I think they want to move the pick. This team really wants to kind of achieve that sleeping giant status to show everyone, hey, we woke up and look at us dominating the NBA. You need more talent on the team right now. You need more shooting. You just need more useful overall players. They've got the cap space to just absorb a contract now. You don't really need to send out very much. You could also send out the 17th overall pick if you need to. And there's some teams, particularly the Utah Jazz, that might look to do it. Whether it's Joe Ingles, because they are looking to get out of the luxury tax. They're going to re-sign or try and resign Mike Conley. I think that's the intention. He wants to be back there, it sounds like. They want to bring him back. They need to move someone else because their luxury tax bill is getting fairly high. And they need to clear room for the extension that Donovan Mitchell is on, which kicks in means Joe Ingles or Boyan Bogdanovich is going to be out of there. Both of these guys immediately can help the Pelicans. Bogdanovich has potential to be a 20-point-per-game score. He was excellent for the Utah Jazz last year as their uh, third leading score at 17 per game. He also shoots the three-ball particularly well and on volume. 39% and 6.4 attempts per game. It's pretty good. You know, he's a little bit older. He's 32. But if they want to win now, this is a guy that can probably step in and help them do it. The year before in Utah, he averaged over 20 points per game. He can space the court. He's quick. He can get to the basket. He burned New Orleans a couple of times this year. And then you have Joe Ingles, too. A guy that's just kind of like a perpetual dude, right? Looks like you could take him in basketball and pick up. He'd smoke you. 6'8", good size, small forward. He's going to be older, too. He'll be 34 next season. He doesn't light up the box score in terms of points per game. Just 12 last season, only 10 the year before that. But again, shoots the three ball incredibly well. 45% last season on six attempts per game. The year before that, 40% on five attempts. He also dishes the ball out really well. The past three years, he's averaged, sorry, past four years, he's averaged over five assists per game. If you need another secondary ball handler, if you lose Lonzo Ball to pair with Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram and whatever guard they might bring to the team, you could do a whole lot worse than Joe Ingles, who can do a lot of initiating of an offense and play a little bit of point forward for you. It's a really, really useful guy to try and bring in. Gives you just enough enough rebounding. He's good off of the bounce with the ball, too, if he needs to kind of attack the basket somewhat. He's a guy that can, can do a number of things. An above average defender, unspectacular, doesn't look like he'd be very good older, but you trade the 17th overall pick for him and look, he's going to give you solid production, fit really well here in New Orleans, both of those guys. I think that's the team they're eyeing to look to try and make a move, particularly if Utah is getting a little bit desperate to try and dump some money. Also, keep an eye on Atlanta and maybe a guy like Cam Reddish, if they do want to drop him, if they're trying to kind of retool their roster to a degree, or free up minutes for guys that they like a little bit more. That's a player, young player, that still fits the timeline here, that's shown it, dealt with some injuries, though, but could make sense. It's the 17th overall pick. That's way better to trade for a guy like that, at least in terms of feel, right, than the 10th. So I think there's potential for him to get moved to plays on the wing kind of fits what New Orleans is looking for. And as I said earlier in the open, you know, Andrew Lopez of ESPN reported they might not be done here. And look, they're having other conversations. Colin Sexton could be on the move too with the 17th overall pick. You feel way better about moving that than you do 10. There's ways to kind of get some deals done. There's players out there. It means we're going to be really busy tomorrow night and in the days and weeks after that, too, because we go roll right into free agency. The trade from yesterday will not get finalized until at least August 6th might take longer if they expand this which is something that could happen here so we're going to see where this all goes and if you want to follow along and keep up to date on everything subscribe to the show whether it's on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast please leave a five star review with a comment it means I don't have to resort to stupid rumors like you see on people uh, people do on Twitter just chasing followers and clout I actually don't care about that stuff. I just want you to all listen to the show and make, give me a reason for doing this every day. You're doing that. Let's make it so I don't have to resort to stupid tactics like that. So please leave a five star review with a comment. It takes like thirty seconds to be able to do. Tell the show, uh, tell your friends about the show as well. So as always, I'm your host Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. Draft tomorrow. I'll see you there, and we're gonna have a whole lot to talk about.